Hollow Mountain Publishing presents My Castle, Book Two of the Appalachian Storm series, written and performed by Diana Kilpack. Chapter 16. Breaking Bonds. This isn't working. Katie sat back, frustrated, her mind going back to the previous day's events. Jackson thought the bond between Tyler and Lizzie needed to be broken first before Tyler told them any important news. He didn't want Lizzie getting any new information to use against them. Katie's head began to throb. She and Tyler had been at it all morning, and still, they were not any closer to breaking the bond. Do you know what's missing? Katie asked Tyler. The tense emotion that was flowing between Candy and myself. She rubbed her temples. How do we get that between you and Lizzie? Tyler shrugged. Once again, Tyler was taking the no-talking road. Katie looked over at the good-looking guy in front of her. She had really missed his quiet presence. Does Lizzie know you're back? Tyler shook his head, then shrugged. Is that a no or a maybe? Katie couldn't help grinning. It would be easier if I didn't have to guess what you're trying to tell me. She used to come into my mind a lot. Now she just checks in every once in a while. When feeling her presence... I just make sure I'm not doing or hearing anything important. I believe she still thinks I'm out west. Katie widened her eyes. That was about five sentences all at once. I've been thinking, maybe we should bond. She watched his expression closely. I could then be in your mind to help break the connection. Color washed through Tyler's face, his expression bleak. If you don't want to, that's fine. I just thought I might be able to sever Lizzie's bond. Tyler nodded, returning to the no-speaking mode. I know you've had a bad experience with bonding. I would probably freak out if somebody suggested it to me after what you've been through. Tyler shook his head. It's not that. Katie couldn't read his expression. Look, it's no problem. We'll just find another way. Tyler studied her face. I want her out of my mind, he said with quiet determination. Katie was taken aback by the intensity. So it's okay for us to bond? She wanted to make sure he completely understood before she proceeded. Tyler nodded, his face turning a bright crimson. Katie took a couple of cleansing breaths, reaching into Tyler's mind allowing him to reach into hers. She slipped into his mind so easy, it was like putting on an old, familiar coat. She looked up into his eyes and grinned. He tenderly smiled back, emotions flowing from him to her. At first, she was confused as the tender emotions washed over her, understanding she studied his features, realizing the emotions washing over her were Tyler's feelings for her. 
He cared for her deeply, reverently, longingly. She blushed as the emotions kept cascading through her system. Her eyes filled with tears. Looking into Tyler's handsome face, she didn't know what to say. Softly clearing her throat, for someone who doesn't speak very much, your emotions are incredibly intense. Tyler looked down at his hands. He raised his head and shrugged. Tyler, I'm so flattered. Katie was at a complete loss as to how to handle the situation or how to proceed. She reached over, grabbing his hand. The moment her fingers touched his, a wave of pure hatred so strong, it sent shockwaves through her body. Katie paused while the waves crashed into her and crushed the tender love she was feeling just a few seconds before. Her mind staggered under the weight, consuming her soul. She took a couple of cleansing breaths, looking into Tyler's face, his eyes filled with regret. I believe Lizzie is aware of your location. Tyler nodded, his revulsion to the intrusion evident as it crashed into Katie's shocked system. Katie moved a little closer to Tyler. She felt Lizzie's emotions intensify as she did so. She knitted her brow in concentration. Feel the connection? It feels almost like a string or a rope. She felt around until she felt the original source as the vibrations turned into something tangible she could physically feel. Do you feel it? Tyler's eyes were closed. She was so close to him, she felt his nod. Get a hold of the connection. Do you have it? Katie could feel it so strong. She knew if Tyler could not do it, she would be able to slice the connection for him. Now, break the cord. Katie could feel the cord getting larger and stronger. Lizzie was mentally fighting, trying to keep the connection intact. Katie reached further into her mind and felt the cord. As Tyler was severing the connection, Lizzie was building it back, finding the weakest link, and before Lizzie could make it stronger, Katie severed the connection herself. The mental and emotional assault instantly vanished. Katie opened her eyes. Tyler's face was touching hers. She moved a couple inches back so she could see his eyes. He blinked quickly, hiding the drops of moisture on his lashes. He smiled. Whooping with joy, he jumped up and grabbed Katie in a hug and swung her around the room. Katie couldn't help laughing along as she was swung through the air. When he sat her back down on the ground, his face grew serious. He leaned down and kissed her. Katie automatically opened her mouth to receive his kiss, her senses and emotions so in tune with his. Without realizing it, she wrapped her arms around his neck and leaned into his kiss, enjoying the sensation. What the hell? Katie and Tyler pulled away so fast from each other she stumbled a little to get her bearings. She glanced towards the door, 
Already recognizing his voice, Jackson was standing there, his eyes blazing. He walked all the way into the room, slamming the door behind him. He purposefully walked over to Katie, pulling her away from Tyler. Facing Tyler, Jackson put a hand on his chest and backed him away. She is not for you. The thoughts were quiet, intense, and deadly. Katie realized she was still in Tyler's mind and could hear the thoughts Jackson was privately saying to Tyler. Tyler nodded, his face going white. I can hear you, Jackson. Jackson slowly turned in her direction, his eyes so angry she took a couple of steps back. It was nothing. We just got carried away. What do you mean you can hear me? Jackson's thoughts were directed towards her. Are you bonded with him? It was the only way I could figure out how to break the bonding between Tyler and Lizzie. Is the bonding broken between Tyler and Lizzie? Jackson's thoughts were so intense and controlled. Katie didn't understand why he didn't just talk normally. Unless he was afraid he would lose control. She had never seen Jackson lose control and wondered what would actually happen if it occurred. The bonding is completely severed, she said with a grin, trying to get Jackson to lighten up a little. Jackson nodded. I don't see any reason why you two need to be alone. He grabbed Katie's wrist and walked out of the room. She allowed him to drag her through the hallway before pulling her hand away from his. Hey, I don't like being manhandled. Jackson let her go, his breathing heavy. She could see he was still fighting for control. Without saying another word, he stepped around her, pushed the outside door with such force it crashed against the outside wall. She watched him go, rubbing her wrist, realizing just how angry and upset he was he was somehow blocking his feelings from her. She could not feel his emotions like she should have. After all, she was bonded with him also. Katie walked up the steps of the old plantation home. She had decided she needed to give Jackson plenty of room to calm down after finding her kissing Tyler. She shrugged her shoulders, wondering what possessed her to kiss Tyler in the first place? Now she was wondering if she'd given Tyler the wrong impression. Of course she gave Tyler the wrong impression, she told herself. He showed her his feelings for her, and she kissed him. How stupid was that? She stepped around a worker who was carrying an old window out the place was alive with workmen. She seldom was around the place during the day. She vaguely wondered if anyone was working on the indoor plumbing. That should be priority number one as far as she was concerned. Ah, Miss Johnson, I was hoping to see you. May I have a word? Katie's back automatically stiffened as Reginald's voice Descended down the staircase, she glanced in the direction of the door, wondering if she could find another place to hang out. Miss Johnson, I know you are there. I promise I will not bite. 
Katie paused for another moment before grudgingly walking up the stairs, following the voice of Reginald Cumberland, finding him in a large room which on further inspection had to have been the master bedroom. Katie could see a line of painted pictures propped up against the walls. Her curiosity picked, she gently pulled one out. It was obviously old. The little girl had a mischievous smile on her lips. The painter captured a soft intelligence in the blue eyes. Katie's brows knitted in concentration. She knew those eyes. Ah, Miss Johnson, you were not too afraid to come up, I see. Katie carefully placed the picture back and squared her shoulders before she faced the opposing butler. Here I am, afraid of no one. The butler sniffed. Please, have a seat. I have several things I need to discuss with you, and your mother has told me she does not have time to listen to my problems and to ask you. Katie couldn't help grinning. The butler was obviously wearing on her mother's nerves, which meant the only reason he was here was because he was doing a nice job with the renovations. But once that was over, he will be gone. Fire away, Reggie. The tall man looked down his large nose towards her. You may call me Reginald, the butler, sir, or Cumberland, but I will never answer to Reggie. Katie smiled like a Cheshire cat. Good to know. Knowing from now on, Reggie will be the only name he heard from her. This house, you are aware, was owned by the Martineau family. In turn, a direct line through the maternal side of Candace Franklin. Katie nodded. She already knew this information. The home was cleared out of anything of value years ago. But entering the attic, I found a large collection of paintings and old paperwork that are of no value except maybe to someone in the original family. I was hoping to get your permission to put them in safekeeping for Candace. Katie watched the man carefully. It was clear he didn't like asking. He probably felt Candace deserved the items without having to ask the new owners for permission. She cocked her head to one side. Tell me, Reggie, did you already tell Candy about these items? The butler frowned, obviously not expecting the question. He nodded formally. I did speak to her about them. Yes. Before you try to speak to my mother or me, Katie said, to clarify any misunderstanding, the butler again nodded, his face turning a soft pink. What did Candy tell you? She told me the items belonged to you and your mother. I was to clear anything with you first. The words seemed to stick to his lips, his high-class snobbery missing. What would you have me do with the items? The words had a hesitant pleading to them. He was afraid of her answers, she realized. Can I see the items in question? The butler immediately went into motion, turning the pictures around with a flourish, each painting a mastery as it depicted generations of the Martineau family. Katie carefully studied 
each painting as the family came alive in front of her. She could see them living, loving, caring, and dying in this house. The last painting held her attention the longest. The name on the frame was simply Anne. The hairstyle was old-fashioned. As it was swept away from the face, Katie knew well. The eyes were filled with kindness, generosity, and were the exact color of a summer sky. The resemblance to Candy was remarkable. If there ever was a time she believed in reincarnation, it would be now. As she stared into the old painting of Anne Martineau and saw Candy, a lump settled into her throat. Is there anything else you'd like me to see? There's just some boxes with some papers in them. Old ledgers, a family Bible. The butler's voice trailed off. Katie casually went to the boxes and looked through them. They seemed to be exactly what he said they were. She opened a family Bible, listing names going back to the early 1700s. She smiled softly and shut the book, her eye catching on a wooden box. What's this? Nothing, just the same old stuff. There was something in the butler's voice that made Katie look up with suspicion. She reached over and pulled the wooden box out from under the other boxes. It was flat and long. She had no idea what could possibly be in it. She studied the catch for a moment until she figured out how to open the intricate clasp. Her gasp matched Reginald's sigh perfectly. She stared at the intricate necklace with matching earrings. The setting was old. The diamonds were tear-shaped, surrounded by sapphires that looked real. Katie walked over to the paintings. The necklace and earrings Anne was wearing in the painting was a perfect match. The set must have dated back about 20 years after the Civil War, give or take five years. She was holding a treasured family heirloom, somehow was missed when the rest of the valuables left the house. She turned and faced Reginald. How did you find this? He gave her a defeated look, all pretense gone. The house is filled with little hiding places and secret passageways. Katie knew what Reginald had tried to do. He placed the box in plain view, not drawing attention to it. He tried to pass it off as just a bunch of junk. If it was any other day, Katie probably would have passed through the portraits and immediately given all the stuff to Candy. Today, she had come home early. She wasn't as tired and had time to kill. Today was different, and because of that, it had made all the difference. How much is this set worth? She asked curiously. I'm not sure. Katie eyed him suspiciously. Yes, you do. He stood for a moment and tried to bluster defense, then gave up all pretense. 1.5. Katie blinked. 1.5 of what? 1.5 million. The butler clarified, his look dejected, priceless to the family. Katie looked down at the necklace, her heart skipping a beat. 
$1.5 million could do so much for her and her mom. She looked down at the portrait of Anne, seeing Candy instead. Her kind eyes were so generous. She closed the lid with a snap, handing the box to the butler. Make sure you put everything in this room in safekeeping. Candy is going to want to see it all one day. I expect it to be in perfect condition for her when she does. The butler's shocked eyes didn't quite register what she said. Get it out of my sight! Now! The butler jumped, grabbing the box from her outstretched hand, practically running from the room. And Reggie, I want to see those secret passageways and compartments. I expect you to be more honest in the future about everything you find. Yes, ma'am. Katie stared a few minutes longer at the portrait of Anne, slowly turning back towards the door. She met the butler coming back into the room. Do you think it's possible for me to get a print of Anne's painting? The butler nodded. Absolutely. It wouldn't be hard at all to get a copy. He obviously didn't understand why she wanted it, not knowing the history. I would like a copy made then, Katie said softly, knowing exactly what she was going to do with it. Hearing a car drive up, Katie walked to one of the large windows and looked out. Justin's old truck and a couple of cars pulled in. They must be all the pure hearts, she decided. She reached out with her mind. David, there are a bunch of pure hearts pulling into my driveway. Do you know why they're here? They don't think I'm teaching them how to fight, and they've asked if they could come to you. Katie watched Justin get out of his truck and look around. You don't mind? To tell you the truth, I'm really busy with the new arrivals. I would like you to take over teaching them. David's thoughts were tense. Seekers will be teaching them. Are you okay with that? Katie wanted to make sure David knew exactly what he was asking. I know, Katie. To tell you the truth, Jackson made a lot of sense the other day. I just don't have the resources to train them properly. Katie watched Justin's form disappear as he walked onto the porch and knocked softly on the front door. She turned to go down the stairs when she heard the butler, in the most snobbish voice yet, tell Justin, Surely you guys don't intend on staying in this establishment? Katie smiled as Justin started stammering a reply. Thanks, Reggie. I can take it from here. Justin gave her a grateful smile. Who's the stuck-up jerk? Believe it or not, I'm starting to like the guy, she replied with her thoughts. Justin smirked. No way. I would love to take this guy down a few notches. Katie couldn't help grinning. She gave Reginald a casual wave before heading down the stairs. How many pure hearts are here? Justin followed her down the steps. I guess you already know why we're here. She nodded. I contacted David the moment you drove in. Justin nodded his head. There are 11 guys and 5 girls. Katie frowned. Is this all the girls there are? No. The girls that are staying at the Hawks have decided they don't want to have anything to do with what we're doing here. Katie turned and watched Justin carefully. He looked uncomfortable. This news should not have surprised her. 
but somehow it did. All the pure heart girls staying with Lizzie do not want to learn how to fight, or they do not want anything to do with Katie. Most likely, it was Katie. She frowned, shaking her head. Lizzie's influence was spreading. She didn't know what to do about it, especially if she couldn't convince David of Lizzie's true intentions. Hi, this is Diana Kilpack. If you are enjoying this series and would like to help support it, I have created a pod fan and Patreon account where you can donate. The best thing you can do is tell your friends and family about this series and let them participate. Until next week, when our imaginations meet again, have a great day.